Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Clear the Cash. I'm your host, Nate Liss. You can find me on Twitter at an outraged Jew. And of course, with me is Mr. Jesse Bach. You can find him on Twitter at planet underscore fatness. Now, Jesse, you know, recently we've been just getting down to business. I don't see that changing with this particular episode. But interestingly enough, we had a question from a patron over on patreon.com forward slash I'm outraged who goes by the handle Blitzing Buzzard, and his first name is John. Is that correct? I believe it's John, yeah. Bl- yeah, Blitzing Buzzard's a good dude. We've, we've gone back and forth a little bit. Real good dude. Real good dude. And he had a very good question, which you have done an absolute deep dive on because there are some insinuations in the question that uh, may not may not be as accurate as the words in the paragraph themselves would lead you to believe and you've researched it and I'm excited to find out what you found. So let's go ahead and read what Blitzing Buzzard said. He said, what do you and Jesse see as the reason that Kyler Murray cards are not exploding like the Josh Allen cards when he had his breakout season? Kyler is putting up MVP numbers and is a fan favorite, but his prices are stagnant to reflect this. Is it the scarcity of 2018 products and being tethered to Lamar and Josh Allen? So when I originally saw this question, um, no offense, John. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Um, Kyler Kyler stuff, for the most part, it's doing pretty well. Um, I mean, I know Josh, we'll see. The thing with Josh Allen is he's just he's he's proven a little bit more to this point in his career than Kyler has. So we'll see like this past offseason, I've seen so many grail level Josh Allen cards featured on golden auctions, some selling for six figures. And I, you know, I I, I can't say I I'm not going to say I agree or disagree with it, but um, we've we've seen him far more in the hobby spotlight than we've even seen Kyler, and I, I can't say that Kyler doesn't have some hype priced into him as well. But I, initially, when I when I read this question, I'm like, all right, maybe I'm I'm getting a little I'm, I'm getting a little you know ahead of myself here. Maybe I'll just compare, you know, compare the Prism bases, the Prism Silver rookie PSA tens for both, and I'll compare their select field level Silver PSA tens for both. Maybe their Optic Hollows for both. Um, and just kind of get an idea of where, of where their cards are. Um, and I, I took a look and, you know, the, Josh Allen's definitely pricier than Kyler altogether, but I, I felt like, I felt like that wasn't doing the question due diligence. I felt like comparing, you know, like six cards between the two, isn't looking at the players, the, both of the players markets altogether, especially right now. Like we've. 
Nate, like you, you know, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a Prism Gold fan. I'm like a gold fan altogether. I like I like my golds numbered out of ten. Um, I like my one of ones. I like my you know my rare pieces, and the rest of the market is doing the same. Um, they're really showing like I'll see Prism Gold set new records every single day uh, on you know like I'm I I already said I'm a card ladder subscriber. I swear like every 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 um uh record sale uh every every day that a record sale is posted there's like a prism gold in there there's some sort of there's some sort of gold or very very low numbered card and the card the the hobby altogether is getting smarter with what they're trying to collect and buy and invest in and right now it's not a base market it's not a it's not a silver market even um just because those cards have been far more stagnant for the average player than uh like than prism golds like gold kabooms are like 20xing right now it's ridiculous so i thought prob the best resource to um research into a question like this is uh using card ladders data so i went ahead and i looked at um not just specific cards between kyler murray and josh allen but they actually have this this very interesting feature, super useful feature to look at um, a player's market altogether. It's called the player index. So it's just like how you would think a stock market index is. So it, it, it measures all of the cards that Card Letter has in their database for Kyler Murray, for Josh Allen. And they look at the player's market altogether and actually put like a value on it, put a number on it as if you're looking at it, like whatever index in the stock market. Um, and I looked at the, the value of Josh, Josh Allen's index compared to Kyler Murray's index and Josh Allen's index is 16 times roughly give or take 16 times higher than Kyler Murray's index. I don't know. What do you What do you think about What do you think about that number? Before I go into anything else, what do you think about that number, Nate? Well, I mean, at this point in time, you know, we've got Josh Allen's got a year more of NFL experience than Kyler Murray. Josh Allen was, you know, not as impressive the first two years that he was in the league. Obviously, this is one of the guys that has sort of created a whole new argument for the type of quarterback that can make a progression in his career. He's he's what we're sort of using as sort of the Trey Lance example like hey you know this is the evolution potentially if you're not the most accurate passer in the world if you're worried about a guy being a rushing first type player look at Josh Allen look what he's done and that growth can come with it when I look at these two guys right now their teams are so similar I mean they have great defenses they're both playing exceptional football but both of these quarterbacks are playing at a high level Kyler Murray albeit is doing it a little bit more efficiently less pass attempts more yards per game I mean, he's been ultra dynamic. So when I hear that there is a 16 times multiplier difference between these two players, it's shocking because in Dynasty, you know, looking at the fantasy side of things, I still rank Kyler Murray higher. I think they're very, very close, but I don't think the difference should be 16 times. I mean, how how did we get here? Um so when I looked at these players' markets, I wanted to look at every single card that each player has in the card ladder index in the in the card ladder in the card ladder uh, uh, data database essentially. Um, so 
Kyler Murray has, I believe, 79 cards loaded that that are loaded in the index and or that in the database. And Josh Allen has 50 cards. And uh, what's interesting about card ladder, like the the cards that card ladder chooses to track via eBay sales and plenty of other you know auction sites and auction houses. Um, it's at the, the, these cards are actually submitted by card ladder users and subscribers. And if, if, um, the cards get upvoted enough by other members of the card ladder community, um, once they hit like 20 or 25 upvotes or something, card ladder, uh, uploads the card into their system and tracks the sales moving forward. And I think they even back backtrack sales too, which is very interesting. So it's not like card ladders picking and choosing cards here. These are cards that that active card ladder users have upvoted to in order for the company to track the cards, in order for the team to track the cards. So I went through I went through each uh, type of card individually, and I, I I put it in a group, and I regardless of grade, um, condition, uh, whatever, if it's raw. I put it. I would put all of these cards in in one group uh, for that particular player, and I'd compare them to the same cards of the other player. So, for example, like the the first the first uh, type of cards that I tracked for Kyler Murray, price wise and how many there were um, were base and silver, and it could be. It, I'm saying by base and silver, it could be either a Kyler Murray base prism raw or a silver PSA 10. I, I looped all of them in there together, um, field levels, optic, whatever. I, I looped them all in there together and I did the same for Josh Allen. Um, when I looked at the base and silver, at the, the, average car, the average cost of a base or silver Kyler Murray card that's uploaded on the website, uh, the average cost was a little over $700, whereas the same for Josh Allen, it's a hefty number. Average cost is a little over $2,200. Okay, wait a minute. Right off the bat, I mean, even before you go any further, how does this not automatically scream that Kyler Murray is the player to invest in? Because I can tell you right now, looking at this team, which is just trouncing everybody, what is stopping Arizona from winning a Super Bowl this year? And what you're about to say, this case that you're about to lay out, is Kyler Murray is ultra inexpensive relative to a player that we could say potentially is maybe not his ceiling right now, but a trajectory that he could aim for. And this gap, again, this gap is too much. I can't really justify um, their prices being in, in these types of cards, in base and silver cards. Uh, Josh Allen being 3x the price of, of Kyler. But again, there is, there is some argument that Josh Allen should be more expensive if we're even just looking at pop counts because the prism silvers and field level silver uh, PSA 10 pop counts for 2018 are far lower than 2019. Um, it's, you know, that that was a mistake on Panini's part just for overprinting the shit out of um, more sought after cards and, and parallels. So from that sense, I understand it. I just don't understand how it's quite three X like the average, Josh Allen Prism uh, Silver or or base card is three point one three x the price of Kyler. I just didn't really understand it. That that was one of the more shocking things that I found, honestly. So we're just kind of like starting off with a bang, 
just with 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 all of like the the subgroups that I placed these cards in um, when I compared the the two players. So I don't know. I I didn't I didn't really quite agree with that. Um, just to differentiate just to differentiate some of the other cards that card letter has of the two. Um, I also went ahead and tracked the average cost of non-silver, non-serial numbered parallels for both players. So think of like, think of this as like, I don't know, let's say the prism orange one year wasn't, wasn't numbered, um, or a prism red ice or prism blue ice, like stuff like that, or red, white, and blue. Um, those cards usually aren't numbered. So, uh, they're, they're, more short printed they tend to be more short printed or just about as short print as a prism silver but um i just kind of wanted to differentiate those cards from the base and silver market because th those markets are truly different in my opinion i feel like just again it's like i said it's not a, it's not a base and silver market it's definitely a far more parallel market than just those two cards and and when looking at those cards the disparity isn't quite as as drastic um, where Kyler's non-silver, non-serial numbered parallels, about $650 a card, um, whereas Josh Allen's are a little over 1100 So it's it's a far more reasonable um, price difference between the two. It's 1.6, basically, uh, Josh Allen is 1.69 times on average more expensive than, than Kyler there. So that, I, I, I could kind of get behind a little bit. Um, I also looked at, uh, after after that category i looked at just i looped all inserts together um so all of the inserts all the downtowns all the on the horizons um col color blasts all of them i just grouped together this this um was pretty interesting just because they're both expensive as hell so it's definitely a, it's this market right now is a big insert market uh with panini cards so like color blast dude people are paying like five grand for this stuff um so it yeah it's just it it's definitely one of the more expensive sections uh subsections of cards that I that I saw between the two. Um so Kyler Murray's average insert cost of the cards that are tracked on card ladder were a little under $2400 whereas Josh Allen's is around $3200. So we're we we're already seeing pretty big price pretty big difference in disparity alone between the two because Josh Allen is only 1.35x the price of Kyler whereas in the Prism Silver and Prism Base market he's 3.13x the price of Kyler um so it's just interesting how we're even seeing the difference between like subcategories of cards we're already seeing we're already seeing differences in disparity i don't know like what what do you think about like as we're as we're kind of like going down in um the pop the population of the cards like what i don't know what, what's your opinion on the price difference between inserts and maybe something like a prism prism base where they're far more close together uh, when it comes to inserts i think it makes sense i mean you made a great point about just the the print runs of things and the disparity of you know available um, options out there. I, I think it closing the gap a little more like we're seeing there makes sense. There's just the thing I can't wrap my head around is, you know, what is the fundamental difference between these two players? Like I, the AFC, number one, the AFC is going to be a very, very hard conference to come out of year after year after year. You could run down the list of young quarterbacks you know, in that group, and it's difficult. I love Kyler in Arizona. Seattle is not looking good right now. 
I, I just there's concerns all around. I realize that football is you know, hard to predict unless you're Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Um, but I'm just curious, like what what the root cause, in your opinion, of Kyler being not equal to Josh Allen is like what what is keeping? Why is there any gap between these two whatsoever? Unfortunately, um, basically to, to answer Blitzing Buzzard's question before we go into like any any other numbers, just to kind of like you know, just for shits, um, I think we've seen Josh Allen. We've seen him go to the AFC Championship game already. Like we haven't seen the Cardinals, you know, reach the playoffs yet with Kyler. Um, I love Kyler. I lo- I like Kyler. I like Kyler far more than Josh Allen. But that's that can't that's be how, it. That's very likely how the card market is taking it. That kid. That right kid. Now. So how much are Nick Foles' cards going for? He's got a fucking ring. All right, relevance is is another. Oh, okay. got it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. No, I get it. I get the you get into the playoffs. This is something that we talked about with Rob. I think this was subject matter that he brought up as well. Basically, that getting into the playoffs was a differentiator when we look at these players. And when we look at a guy like Josh Allen, who's still young, what is he, 25 years old? So you see a guy like this playing, you know, commanding a team like he has. They play good defense, they have a potent offense. They've gone to the playoffs. They look like they're going to make another deep run this year, assuming they don't run into a buzzsaw, and there are a lot of them uh, in that conference. I understand the allure of Josh Allen. It's just I can't get over the fact that Kyler Murray is playing uh, you know, on a supreme level right now. I mean, he has, he has leveled up and leveled up and leveled up, and I don't want to go by the numbers, but I mean, you look at what Kyler has done this year alone, and it is absolutely staggering. Statistically, I mean, this guy's got multiple 80% completion games. I mean, he's got, what, four or five games over a 70-plus completion percentage, 400-yard games, you know, multiple four-touchdown games. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, he has just been exceptional, and clearly Arizona has put the team around him. You know, they've built this team up, which is smart. I just can't get over the fact that this gap exists at all because when you're paying this much for Josh Allen cards— if he never wins a ring, and I'm not saying he won't win a ring, like how do we justify the levels that he has reached thus far? I don't think we can, honestly. I've seen I've seen Josh Allen uh, NT Shield RPA one of ones, you know, regardless of condition. That's that's a beautiful card, but I've seen that card go for six figures. And Ken Golden himself, Ken Golden himself, who was the marketer, he was he was the middleman between the consigner. And the buyer, so you would think that he'd he'd pump the hell out of that card, and even he said, "This is a card that's going to be worth. It's it, it could either be worth seven figures, or it could be worth five grand huh. in five years. He's... This is a you, you. He should be the one that's pumping it, and even he has some hesitance. The thing is, he's not wrong. Now, admittedly, Kyler." may never win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying either of these guys uh, is or isn't going to win a Super Bowl. It's just that the trajectory at which Josh Allen reached after you know, one, one year, it was one really, really good year of football. That's what he's got on his record. It was 2020. It was last season. Borderline 70% completion percentage, 4,500 yards, 37 you know passing touchdowns. He was dominant with his legs. It was all on display, and he is a fantasy asset. He, he does it all, and it's great. But 
the discrepancy is is impressive and it just depends on what kind of buyer you are are you buying to pc are you buying to flip because kyler murray if you're buying to flip still appears to be the guy but i know you have more numbers to define this definitely um after looking at at inserts i took a look at i i had like six or seven subcategories with this i i went really in depth with looking at each type of card just to make it as close to uh an apples to apples comparison as i could just going through oh okay maybe like you know maybe we're gonna find a pocket of space where maybe it's not a bad idea to put more money into kyler than in josh allen in a in a, in a category like this so um, the next category I looked at was serial numbered cards uh, numbered out out of greater than 50. So anything, I excluded everything 50 or below serial number. Um, in this category, uh, they were, again, they were both pretty pricey, um, but Josh Allen far more so. So Kyler cost on average around $2,000, where Josh Allen cost $4,600. $4, so 2.3x the price of Kyler. Um, next category I looked at non. So I, I, I put gold, gold parallels by themselves, gold numbered out of 10 or less as they should themselves. be, as they should as be. They definitely should be. I'm, I'm like, I, I mean, that's pretty much my PC right now. Just pretty, very, very largely gold parallels of, of the guys that I collect. So I looked at uh, non gold serial numbered parallels out of 50 or less. So there are certain parallels that are, you know, out of 40, out of 49 i i included um white sparkle and cosmics into this this subcategory as well they're like rumored to be out of 30 or less um so out of uh in this category the average kyler card cost a little over five thousand dollars and the average josh allen card cost eighty nine hundred dollars um, which is a 1.77 x difference in favor of josh allen and then the final category I grouped together gold, gold vinyls, and one of ones. Pretty much any anything numbered ten a ten or less out of ten or less. I'm nervous right now. You're making me sweat. I don't. I I already know. I don't want to hear this. The average Kyler card in this category costs twelve thousand one hundred and sixty nine dollars. Oh, I'm gonna be so pissed. I already know. Josh Allen, the average card. Cost twenty seven thousand four hundred and nine dollars. <laughs> two point two five X. Come on. Come on. Um let me I can I mean some some of this has to be taken with a grain of salt because the biggest card I saw, uh, which is an absolute monster for Kyler, I believe is his twenty nineteen optic gold vinyl. I think it's a one of one. Um, that's a monster card for Kyler. It's not even a PSA 10. I'm pretty sure it's a BGS nine. So we, we, we don't see the same representation in prism golds as we do with Josh Allen. Whereas like Josh Allen, you have his prism gold PSA 10 BGS nine, five PSA nine BGS nine. Like you, it's just like one after another. Um, but maybe the fact that Kyler doesn't have as many loaded up, uploaded on the website is more telling that's that's probably one of the more telling things here. Um, the but regardless, if we had if we had I guarantee you if we had a Kyler Murray Prism Gold out of ten PSA ten, the it, I don't think it would be two point two five x. I I don't think the the difference right. would be that that insane. the gap would close on these, definitely for sure. I think 
I think like with with some of those cards for Josh Allen, I'm seeing those cards reach 50k. Um, I probably more. I'd have to look. I I'd have to look back at the numbers again, but um, I'm pretty sure there were some that reached over fifty thousand dollars. I think Kyler. I don't think it's unreasonable to say that Kyler would be closer to that range than we'd think. Um, so okay. So there's two. There's two questions here. Two. Two. One. One is what's the play? Knowing that Kyler is essentially less expensive across most all spectrums, you know, excluding the rarity of one year of production versus another. And the second one would be going back to what our guy Blitzing Buzzard said. He said, what, do, what is the reason that Kyler cards are not exploding like Josh Allen cards? He says his prices are stagnant. So my question for you is, are they moving similarly? Are they actually stagnant? I'm going to answer the second question first. So um, I, I disagree with that part of the question because Kyler is blowing up as well. I took a look at, I compared the value of each player's index from the last point it was taken before um, the kickoff of the 2021 season and what the current value of the index is now. So pre-kick, pre-2021 season, um, Kyler's index was valued at 1,127. Um, and that was, I, it's not doll. It's not necessarily dollars. It's just the value. It's, it's, it's the value of, of, you know, Kyler's index. Um, that was that, that data point was taken on September 8th. So that was the last recorded data point before the start of the season. Um, and currently it's 1555 so that's an increase in what like a month a little over a month that's an increase of 38% that's pretty significant in my book um given that the pris- the prism silver and prism prism base market has probably been the most flat and that's the most amount of cards uh, that both players have in in the card ladder database um, I think 38% of an in, of an increase, that's pretty significant. Whereas with somebody like Josh Allen, his last data point um, of his player index before kickoff of the 2021 season uh, was in late August. Uh, his index is how you'd get this, 23,550. Like I said, it's 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 far more far more valuable than than Kyler's index. And it's now currently sitting at twenty six thousand eight hundred and eighty five, an increase of just fourteen percent. So, with the cards that are being tracked by Card Ladder, at least, which is you know they these cards are pretty significant for both players. Um, we're actually seeing a bigger jump in Kyler than we're seeing in Josh Allen. Interesting. Um, so you're saying that what Blitzing Buzzard said is fake news? It's 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 fake news. But, saying it's. I'm sorry, dude. I'm not. I'm not gonna. It's. It's not true. That's. That's. I'll, so. Damn it, buzzard. Put it that way. We knew it. You know, I felt like this was a loaded question. You set us up. You know, Jesse is a gumshoe. You know, junior detective, and he dug in deep. And by the numbers, it appears that Kyler is you know, blowing up a little more. Yeah, definitely. Going back to going back to the first question, I think. In terms of the play, even in the short term, all right. Realistically, do you think Arizona has a good chance to knock off if they meet in the playoffs to knock off Dallas and or Tampa? 
because those are those are their biggest hurdles. Right, the um, Rams, I guess. Uh, the Rams, yeah. In, include the Rams in there. Sure, yep. sure. Um, absolutely. I, you know, the tough thing is, I think any, I think any of these teams can beat a- anyone on a given day. We saw Tampa Bay play a tough one with Dallas. And it's one of these things we always kind of go back to in an MMA. This guy beat this guy, but that guy couldn't beat this guy. So in theory, could this guy, you know. So I think absolutely on any given day with the NFL and the way we're seeing J.J. Watt kind of the resurgence of batting down passes at the line and the way this team is playing and Kyler Murray's escapability and making these big throws, um, I I don't know when the time comes if they keep winning, if they're not going to have home field and – um, if you give Arizona home field, I think it's an advantage. So I think that there's a very good chance. Look, we're talking about what 44 year old Tom Brady, like legitimately, that is the hurdle that people are going to bring up because we could say, look, I believe Arizona can beat Dallas. I believe they can beat the Rams. We've seen, you know, some of these matchups, Tom Brady, we're hinging it on Tom Brady is what the conversation is. Can he do it again? Um, I think that we're going to see Kyler make a run very deep, and I think that it's going to be them in Tampa, and I am i can't tell you that Tampa is going to have an easy game trying to defeat them. I think if we're looking in, in the short term, I definitely think that Arizona can make it, um, make it at least make it to the Super Bowl this year. Um, whoever they're going to play in the AFC, God, I, like I'm such a, I'm, I'm a Mahomes, uh, I can't even call it true, they're just a fan. Um, but I mean, I can't, I can't see them making it, you know, if they make the, if they're lucky enough to make the postseason. um, like might see Baltimore, man, <sighs> Baltimore's looking good. Um, there's no real consistent powerhouse in the league this year. I, I mean, besides, besides maybe Arizona, the way that they played against Cleveland, um, it's, it's tough. It's really like if anything that's working on on in Kyler's favor just the fact that really anything can happen like there's no there's no powerhouse there's there's certainly no uh powerhouse in the NFC this year that's that we're just you know consensus is just pointing to this one team um so i think even in the short term if we're looking at a play between these two i can't see how it's not kyler because in in my opinion i think i think Josh Allen should probably be priced one and a half X Kyler's price. Um, and we're certainly not seeing exactly that with all of the numbers that I just gave and all the ratios of how much more expensive Josh Allen is than, than Kyler Murray, all of those figures that I gave. Um, but in the long run, I like, I don't know. I don't think this is a hot take. I think people in the hobby are going to think it's a hot take, but I think, I think Kyler Murray is absolutely going to be more valuable than Josh Allen. I don't. I don't think that's a hot take at all. Like I, and I don't know why it would be. Um, I, again, that man, the AFC. I, people are going to want to ignore this point of the conversation, but you have so many tough teams in the AFC. I mean, it is going to be a grind year after year. I mean, that's before we even. You already mentioned Mahomes, and of course we've got Herbert. You know, and of course you know Indies looked a little better. Tennessee's always a team that you have to worry about. Baltimore very clearly, you know, Buffalo, New England's played tough in some games. If Mac Jones and that team create something, it it's it's gonna be tough, man. And it's funny to me when we look at the NFC, I, I totally agree. I refuse to be shocked one bit if we see Arizona go to the Super Bowl this year. Now, if Kyler plays in his first Super Bowl, do we see these prices flip on their head? Um 
you can basically with how Lamar's prices blew up um, after his MVP season, when you see uh, Patrick Mahomes, if you guys have have access to any data sources, please, by all means, go ahead and just just look this up for, you know, for your own information, just entertainment. Um, If you look at Mahomes prices after that Super Bowl win in uh, what was 2019, it's you're you're talking about you know prices going like not like beyond 10x you're seeing you're seeing lamar jackson cards even rob from way back when i i i remember hearing an interview that he did saying that oh yeah i sold um he he sold some pr- some pretty nice cards and and even consolidated for in lamar jackson to buy like a 50k lamar jackson card and that was while he was, I think, in the middle of his MVP season. And at that point, that was crazy. That was why, like, that was just unheard of. Um, and to see how his prices went going into 2020, um, the upside for Kyler is just gargantuan. Whereas we're see, we're kind of already seeing it with Josh Allen. Um, like the, the whole him making the AFC championship, but not the Super Bowl was kind of a curse for him just because like, it's almost like we already reached that point with him. Whereas we haven't, we believe it or not, we still haven't seen it with Kyler. So that, that personally just makes me more intrigued, uh, intrigued by Kyler. And it obviously, in addition to the style of play, he's Kyler Murray is Allen Iverson with an arm. I, I swear to God. I mean, I mean, and plus, I mean, he's Allen Iverson. Plus, think about this. So Patrick Mahomes has 50 more pass attempts on the year. Okay, Kyler's got uh, four points higher on completion percentage. So Kyler is almost a 74% completion percentage. He's about 130 pass yards behind him on 50 less pass attempts, and he's four touchdowns behind him. I mean, what Kyler is doing is playing at an ultra-efficient level. His team is 6-0. and there's a great chance he wins MVP this year because I love Patrick Mahomes, but we've seen with guys like Russell Wilson, when you're kind of just, you're just playing to expectation, you're playing very well. It's nothing ultra exciting. It's not like when Lamar breaks out or when Cam Newton breaks out. Here comes Kyler Murray doing these exciting things, you know, carrying his team to an undefeated record at this point. Like, if he wins an MVP this year, that would be huge. If he goes to the Super Bowl, that would be huge. And if they win the Super Bowl, holy shit, back the fuck up. Exactly. So you, if this is this is a conversation about ceiling, and I I I don't think we're even close to Kyler's to Kyler's ceiling, even if he makes the Super Bowl, he doesn't even have to win the the unless if they get demolished like unless if it's like a 40 point beatdown or something against Arizona I promise you going into next year you're going to see prices you've never seen before for Kyler so is that the is that the analysis here I mean if if you're somebody looking to spend on one of these two players are we saying look we know Kyler is cheaper just about everywhere Um, we know that in this example his highest graded cards if they were PSA 10s there would probably be a much slimmer gap between him and Josh Allen but if we're looking at potential upside, Kyler Murray is already arguably number one in the MVP race. Very likely, if he maintains playing at this level and stays healthy, wins an MVP this year, even if he doesn't go to the Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl. But at some point, we're going to look at the NFC 
And Kyler Murray is certainly going to, and Arizona are going to be the team that you have to look out for. The way that we keep bringing up Tom Brady, and similarly, the way that we're giving a lot of respect to Lamar, watching him come back, watching him essentially take over a game. I mean, we see, you know, Patrick Mahomes do it as well. I think when we start to put a little bit of that on Kyler Murray as well, the value of his cards are, are going to rise and stabilize the way that Josh Allen's are stabilizing. So is the analysis get in on Kyler when you can? And if it is, is now still a good time? I think now still is a good time um, just based on how his prices can be going into January. Honestly, um, I still think it's a good time. Be selective with how you buy and do your research first, because um, even going into like unfortunately, I love the card. I love I love twenty nineteen Prism uh, field level silvers, but Panini just like they fucked up, man. They they did they did bad there just because the the PSA ten count for field level silvers compared to um, the PSA ten field level base. There's like three times as many field level silvers, um, which is really disheartening because it's such I don't want that card to be super readily available. Like I want it's still rare enough where um, you, like you can kind of, you know, a pop count that's in like the the low to mid hundreds is not super high pop. It's not like three thousand or something, um, but you want that pop count to be a little bit lower. Um, I, I can't, I can't say that that card is like your best investment. You could probably still make money on it. Um, but you, you'll have to dig a little bit deeper and get a little creative with making, you know, with, with like a potential like 10 X, um, in, in, uh, in value over the course of, I don't know, like six months or something to a year. Um, you might, honestly, you might have to go raw. You, uh, pretty much anything, um, serial number that seems to be relevant, especially it's got it, it really should be the player's rookie year given how young these guys are. Um, or even like something like a like a gold second year for Kyler, those are going for a decent money too. Um, but you'll have to be a little bit creative with how to with how to uh profit on him. But I think for sure there's room. I, I definitely think even if you want to go the prism or base route, I don't think Josh Allen should be over three times the price of Kyler. So even if you want to go down that route, you can. I still think there's money to be made there. I love it, man. I, I'm a huge fan of Kyler Murray. I've had offers on some cards here of late. I couldn't pass on a couple opportunities to sell. Um, again, I Jesse Bach over here. Uh, Shout-outs to him for helping me uh, make some sales this offseason. Uh it just he's he's predicting these things. You got to listen to what he says. He's ahead of the game. I mean, he is really the crystal ball looking into it and, and making these calls right now. But I think that's a great call on Kyler Murray. I know a lot of people love him. I think some people have been fearful thinking, how would it be possible I could buy into him now and still have a ceiling that's incoming, knowing that his team is 6-0 and and he's arguably number one in the MVP conversation right now. So it's nice to know. It's also nice to know that Buzzard's out here spinning fake news. I, him and I are going to talk privately. We're going to talk about... The, the the generating of fake news. It has to stop. We can't do this, this slander against Kyler. But with this whole conversation being said, you still like Josh Allen, correct? I do. Um I no, I, I do, but there's there's a lot already baked into his prices. Um I I mean I'm being proven year after year with Josh Allen just because I 
I like I thought uh what's his face? I thought I thought Mason Rudolph was a better pick than Josh Allen way back when. So I was not um I, I'm in the wrong here on Josh Allen. So maybe some of it's subconscious and I'm I'm still not exactly rooting for him. But um I don't know. There's just the only thing that makes me hesitant is there's there are big moments in the game, um, in like really big games where Josh Allen just he just doesn't think or he just he doesn't process uh what's going on around him quickly enough and he'll he'll try to do like too much to the point where it puts his team in peril um and another thing that makes me hesitant with josh allen is i think kyler is a very careful runner um like i the there are more more and more quarterbacks right now that are trying to model their running game and how they scramble just like russ did like russ is russ is the best at this uh at, at avoiding con at avoiding contact um Whereas Josh Allen is looking to bulldoze six foot four linebackers and he's trying to, he's like going into contact. He he's reckless running the ball. And that makes me super nervous putting uh, even like four figures in him. Uh, it's it, like, that's, that's just me. Um, uh, plenty of other people will tell you otherwise, but just the, their styles of play all together. I think, Josh Allen is more prone to a, a very big injury than Kyler is. So I I still think it, like they're over the course of time. I think money can be made on Josh Allen, but I'd much rather put it in Kyler. This is exactly what Rob talked about as well. His concern of mobile quarterbacks. I mean, it's what makes Mahomes really exciting. Justin Herbert's another name. Uh, you know, the quarterback that's not as known necessarily as a rusher versus maybe some of the guys that we're talking about now, albeit he's still, he can, he's mobile. Well, I mean, it's a great dichotomy. I mean, it was a great question from the top. This is a very good question. It's Agreed. why it had to get its own episode. I mean, as much as I joke that it's fake news because it's fake news, it deserved its own episode because the question was so good. So hopefully this analysis helps some people, uh, people that were fringe, on the idea of buying Kyler Murray. Um, because even as you said, whatever happens this year, we're going to see that reflected in next year's numbers too. So even if you buy this year with the plan to hold, to see what the result is as we get further into the season, whether they're eliminated from the playoffs, or they go to the Super Bowl, or they win the Super Bowl, Kyler Murray is still going to be a great player to own going into next season. So no real fear of that. Um Jesse, is there anything you didn't say? Is there any analysis you, you had loaded and holstered that you wish you would have said? Uh, no, not really. I just don't, I don't, I, I don't, I did, I did. I got a little excited there. Um, yeah, no, that I, I pretty much, I pretty much said, said all I had to say, um, in terms of digging deep into the numbers, shout out to card ladder, by the way, um, their, their data, their database and whole platform is super user friendly and um i really believe and trust in what that team does just because it's it's a it's a website that's founded on the backs of collectors and they work tirelessly to give this data to us so um shout out to those guys um for you know helping me put all of this together and and kind of put some numbers into the argument. Yeah. Here. I mean, for the people that are out there that buy cards or always send me messages and go, Hey, how do I, how do I tell if this is a good buy? How do I know what the market is for this player? Look, Jesse just said car ladder is literally the place you can go 
to see how much these guys are moving, figure out their market, figure out values from card to card, make comparisons. So that's a great tool. And while we're doing shout outs, we obviously have to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Guys, download the Underdog app today. Use the promo code UNDERWORLD and you'll get $25 bonus cash for new people who deposit. Jesse, another great episode. We got this in right under the wire. The patrons are always going to get this show first. So shout out to them. Uh, they're going to get it immediately after we're done recording. And uh, we will hopefully have another episode ready for people uh, delivering it next week. I'm sure we have something spicy. I'm sure a patron's going to deliver another question. If you guys have a show question, we put a post up every week on Patreon. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we'll see if we can squeeze something in. If it's good enough, no more propaganda. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>